Charlie and I were sitting outside a few weeks ago before Ice Storm 2021, and we were listening to music. All of a sudden, we heard yelling over the music. And so Charlie pressed pause, and sure enough, there was adults yelling at each other across the canyon from our house. My first thought was, I hope everything is okay. But my second thought was, oh my goodness, have they been able to hear us yelling across the canyon? I wish I could tell you that our family is a family that only yells if we are trying to get another person's attention in an emergency. But in all honesty, we fight, we yell, we argue, and as much as we love each other, being in relationships is just plain hard. Hallmark knows this. Have you noticed all of the categories for Valentine's Day cards this year? There are 39 different categories and 14 tones to choose from. I chuckled that a tone you could choose is heartfelt. And I guess if you're not feeling as heartfelt, you can choose the tone short and sweet. Picking out a card for someone we love, it can be this moment where we take the temperature of our relationship. You're looking at those cards and, and sometimes we are feeling filled with heartfelt emotions of love and other times, well, we just go with the card that has as few words as possible because emotions are running super low but we still feel like we need to give a card. As people of faith, we know that God created us to be in relationships, both with God and with others. And so our tough question for God today is, if you made us this way, God, why are relationships so hard? To help us with that, we will look again to the Apostle Paul, to his letter to the churches in Galatia. Before we do, will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we know you made us to be in relationships with others and that you have given us the gifts to be able to thrive in them. So this day, as we hear your word, may we receive a word of hope and encouragement and challenge that might make our relationships just a little bit easier. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts, may they be pleasing and acceptable to you for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Hear now the words from Galatians 5, starting at verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence. But through love, become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit, and what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. 
I'm warning you as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus, they have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, competing against one another, envying one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The churches in Galatia, which is modern day Turkey, were filled with all different sorts of people. There were Jews and Greeks, there were slaves and free. And because of these differences, relationships in these early Christian communities were extremely hard. They were challenged. There were people with different cultural and religious backgrounds coming together, trying to do this follow Jesus thing. And what ended up happening is factions were arising within the church. There's one group that says in order to be a Christian, you must also be circumcised. And then there's another faction that says that stuff about the Jewish law, it means nothing. It seems as if the focus and energy of these Galatians was spent on what others were doing right or wrong. And very little focus and energy was spent on each individual examining their own life. Paul reminds them, he says, you are free to treat each other however you want. So what will you do with that freedom? Will you use the freedom to live in the spirit or gratify the flesh? Paul writes, so I say live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Friends, I believe that a key reason why relationships are so hard is actually not because of the two people, because of, but because of what is going on between the spirit and the flesh within each one of us. If there is one thing that any of us can do to make our relationships less hard, it is to walk by the spirit over and above walking by the flesh. And this means each of us must take the focus off of what those around us need to change, they need to improve, they need to stop, or they need to start doing, and instead focus on individually keeping in step with the Spirit of God. Last week, I acted rudely to Charlie. In that moment, I didn't admit that I was being rude. Oh, no, I was justified. I was mad. I sat stewing, doing a puzzle. I didn't like that feeling, and so I began to ask myself, why? Was I just so rude to him? I realized that for a few days, I had been rather isolated from others. Even though I had been in a dozen Zoom meetings, I had not made any true connection or quality time with anyone. And then it hit me. I was experiencing extrovert deficiency. When I am not around other people for a while, I am not my best self. 
my cup begins to deplete. And so in my emptiness, I am impatient and prideful. When I am deficient in what fills me, I am more likely to walk in the flesh than in the spirit. Think about it. If you've ever had a vitamin or iron deficiency, you tire more easily, your endurance for tasks diminishes, you feel not yourself, you feel just off. The same is true for our emotional and our spiritual health. If we are not attentive to keeping our whole being, body, mind, and spirit healthy, then our relationships will be impacted. If I was to do an inventory of myself, listing what my mind and heart focus on the most, it would show some, as Paul says it, obvious acts of the flesh. I struggle with envy, with jealousy, pride, selfish ambition. And yet the more room that I make for the fruit of the spirit, the less room there is for those things that take up space. What would an inventory of your heart and mind reveal? Do you have any deficiencies that might be making your relationships hard? As followers of Jesus, every one of us has been given the Holy Spirit residing within us. How much room do we allow for its presence? And how might we make more room for the fruit of the Spirit to blossom? Paul writes, be guided by the Spirit, live in the Spirit. When he uses the word live, it means to walk, literally to move one's feet around. The word that's used for guided, it's translated in the NIV as keep in step. It's a military term. The idea of remaining in line together in step with one another. You see, although there is nothing that you or I can do to change the presence or the power or the nature of the Holy Spirit, we can get out of step with the Spirit. And when we get out of step with the Spirit, we are more likely to use our freedom to gratify the flesh. I want to be filled with more peace and less pride. I want to be filled with more self control and less selfish ambition. Maybe I need to make room for it. Throughout my life, my relationships with my family and friends have had their joys and their sorrows. Lots of laughs, fights, tears along the way. On July 7th of this year, Charlie and I will celebrate 20 years of marriage. Our relationship has had its ups and downs and its boring parts, just like everyone. We have been raising children for 16 years and it has had its ups and downs and shocking parts, just like everyone. For some reason, God created us to long to be in relationships with one another. It's in the very fabric of our being. And yet relationships are such hard work. I think the best way to make all of our relationships healthier and happier is to shift our focus away from simply trying harder at the obvious, you know, not doing the wrong things. Instead, may our focus land on something much less obvious, our very own souls. How can each of us individually make room for the fruit of the Spirit in our lives to bloom?
May we focus more on how we can be transformed by the Spirit and less on trying to transform others. May we keep in step with the Spirit, allowing God to walk right beside us every step of the way. May it be so in my life and in yours. Amen.